Hey everyone, it's Paul. I was thinking about how so many of my favorite stories have this element of the shadow, the dark side of our personalities that we may be ashamed of or we hide for one reason or another. And in the fiction, the story arc is usually that the repressed emotions grow and morph and become some horrible backlash. It reemerges in some terrible way. And we're seeing that in really fun ways at the table. The way that we're playing with our characters, we're all walking a kind of tightrope, right, between our good intentions and this dark, shadowy history. Let's see if our heroes can uncover any new information here in Chapter 47. Welcome back to Dark Nexus. Tonight, it's Act 2, Chapter 47. Still mid-afternoon on the fifth day of Neth. It's about 3.30 p.m. now, Katie, with your (laughs) mage armor spell. We are standing in the waste and fish guts and blood and detritus of Roni's living room among five bleeding and dying scum. We also have a Ray who, when we last, last left him last week, was not too, too far away from death from absorbing all of the damage taken to grip. What's your plan here to, what, what, in terms of the scum and in terms of healing yourself there, Ray? Are you going to drop the lifelink and heal yourself? Or are you going to try to fight it out, balancing the wounds you're taking the wounds you heal yourself up with? Well, I think the first thing that Ray would do yeah. is uh, channel positive energy to heal both him and grip. Great. Owen, how many can you exclude, Max? How many can I exclude? Because all the scum are still alive. They're just unconscious and bleeding out. Oh, yeah. Three. So I can select three. So then you're going to heal up the other two scum? (laughs) Or is this a matter of Ray staggers out of the house, pulling grip with him to just get out of range of all these dying scum while he heals himself? All right, they stagger out of Roni's house at the end of uh, Bridgeview Road in the mist and fog and grime and muck of Thrushmore as uh, Ray is getting very, very close to death and he channels to heal himself and grip up. What do you get? Uh, that's 11 points. You release a wave of positive energy healing you and grip up 11 points. And then the next thing that would happen is uh, at least between the two of you is he would be healed up again by you you let that happen or you release the bond uh, no I let that happen okay so <laughs> grip heals up five more as Ray loses five more meanwhile as they're dealing with some of this healing on the outs- on the lawn what are Roni and Dora doing inside with the scum are we are we ending their lives are we keeping any alive what's the plan here uh, One is stable, the rest are still bleeding out. Dora will tell Roni what she gleaned from detecting the one's thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you got a name, didn't you? Yes. What was that name? Dagger Botha? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I wrote it down phonetically, nice. so I don't know how to spell it. But um, As you can imagine, it's got a fun spelling. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Um, Being a scum name. 
D E G G O R H B A A T H A. That's what I have. Yeah, there we go. Um, I, I, I don't. My instinct is that there's not much more to glean from oh, them. No, well, I, I have a thought. Oh, well then. So you you, you tell me you tell <laughs> me that. What do you tell me? Uh, he spoke of the great harvest and finishing the work, and said that this Dagger Batha would 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 pay for this. Can you uh, can you still read their minds? Yes. Costs a. Uh, it costs you something. Yes. All right. Which one of these is still alive? And he's going around, kind of, you know, giving them a kick to kind of see who's who's they still alive are. and who's dying. Right. Number five is the one that's stable at the moment at negative one hit points. Meanwhile, outside, while Rhodey's kicking bodies, um, Grip is just healed back up again. What's Ray doing? So uh, I am now I am now forty six out of fifty two. So I am two hit points away. Is it? Five or more than five? Five below your max. Anytime you're five below your max or more. So that's... Uh, <laughs> so you're going to get another... Six below your max. Yeah. I need I need one more hit point. <laughs> yeah, you, so you get another five. Okay. And Ray takes another five. And so he's down to seven again. Jeez. All right. And now, uh, you, now I'm and not... Now, now, yeah. now I am no longer killing And now you. I will tap myself with the Wand of Cure Light Wounds. Great. So Ray can take care of that. Go ahead and total up the amount of charges used there, Ray. So okay. Roni's kicking bodies. I just want to say again how horrifying this... Yeah. Like It really is. is yeah. It is absolutely horrific that this kid just keeps like just bleeding yeah. and like well, wounds and bruises and everything died. else just keep... That's awful. And yeah. he and he has the opportunity to stop the madness. Yeah. yeah. And he keeps it going so he can take on more wounds. It's really I never, you know, when Paul, never. when Paul first picked this, it it seemed like such a benevolent ability. Yes. But the deeper we get into it and the deeper we get into Ray's psyche, the more effed up it is. In another campaign yeah. that you and I play in, oh, right. you have I it, have right. a character that has this and I did mm. not oh, understand really? How horrifying this is! <laughs> how dangerous it is! Yes, yes, yeah, it's so oh, true. So you've played this this mystery before? Yeah, but not, not, no, not not really, not really. <laughs> and also at a very very high level where yeah. the five hit points wouldn't really make a difference. No. but in this case, they could have killed you. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Ronnie's kicking bodies. What's, uh, his, what's his plan? So, uh, can you speak to these things? Only if they're well, I'm. I don't know. I don't know what language they... I don't know what other languages they speak. I can't speak to them in Aboleth. But it understands at least the word Dagobah. <laughs> Do you mean Dagobotha? Dagobotha. 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 There's a lot of A's in that name. The context of the thought that I read was that this was someone's fault and it was Dagobotha's fault. Like, it could be one of the others in this room, whose ever idea it was to come to this house of death and destruction, you I'm know? Just, I'm just wondering it's if... It's a spell slot for me, Katie says. Right. Um, I'm, so I'm I, just... I don't want to use one on that, but I, I don't know if I can talk to him. I'm wondering if we if we wake one of them up, heal one of them up enough to try to read their mind and say the word, say the name... And see what And happens. kind of, and then see what they think when they hear the name. If that's enough to like catch some thoughts or like where they might be, you know, like we could literally depends on what else we're planning to do today. And we don't know if they would understand if we just say it. 
Well, it's a proper name, so it's better than trying to say anything in... Dora feels confident that she could sound out Yeah, she could do like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, I, I think, guess I, I, think it's, confident. I think it's I worth that. it just to make. <laughs> you I'm not say doing that. it. She just did it. He just did it. <laughs> um, but it would be. It might give us some more information. It just depends on what else we're doing today. You it's three thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> you do. I I hear you. But, it's tea uh, time. I want to find out why these scum were in our house. We're in my house. Uh, does Ray have the stabilize spell? Yeah. Can you just stabilize them all so we don't have to make this decision right now and see if we can find out what they were doing here without talking to them? Easily done. Yeah. Easily done. Consider them all stabilized. All right. Well, then we got to We got to <laughs> Number four. Whew. We got to tie them up or something. Close, yeah. I mean, we don't want them to heal and wake up in any way, shape, or form. Number five is in danger of waking up in about an hour. The rest are yeah, are, we have time. are not coming okay. conscious anytime we have time. soon. Yeah, you got plenty of time. Okay, great. So we got you, time. You did a number on the scum. <laughs> so are we going to do this now? No, that's what I'm saying. We can look, search the house, see if search them, see if there's anything on them that tells us what they were doing here before exhausting all other possibilities before I spend one spell slot on detecting Got thoughts it. on right. one of these guys. That's probably just going to tell me the same thing. Hey, would you guys all take off, you know, your boots? <laughs> it's going to kind of... Yes, because I don't want fish guts all You're over them. Scum detritus <laughs> on my floor. Oh, not on the rug. Come on. All all let's search this place and right. see if they... Um, Came up from below. There might be a cellar or something. Be careful. There might be traps. Oh, well, you search this place then. Give me a perception check there, Roni. Actually, everybody give me one. What'd you get, Roni? For some reason, my own house is a uh, blind spot for me. I rolled another natural one mm. in trying to... I think that. I think that being in this house and also... Uh, learning more about myself and also I have this he's thinking I wonder if I cut a deal with this with these scum mm-hmm. to somehow funnel people to them in in turn uh, for getting something and he wants to find out but at the same time he 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 really doesn't want to know that he brought these things here yeah so I think that he's looking around but he's preoccupied what about Ray 23. And Grip? Grip's got a keen eye for his new house. He rolled <laughs> a 26. Oh. And what about Dora? Dora rolled a natural 20 for oh, a 31. Wow. That's what I got too, was a natural 20. Interesting. We're really on our game today. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, yeah, so Roni's dealing with some shit as he's walking around this place. Maybe feeling like he should have knowledge of it. And I, I don't even think it's that. I think it's. I think that he's literally like, why were they? He, why were they here? Like either they were here to get me, or they were here because I was supposed to do something and didn't fulfill my part of a bargain. Mm-hmm. They didn't just come to this house for just randomly. Okay. Are are any of the doors busted open? No, but great. I'm gonna take your I'm gonna take your thirty one there. 
Katie for Dora. As as Ronnie's sharing some of these thoughts out loud, and you're thinking about doors, as the the other three of you sort of comb through the place, it ends up being a one, two, three, four, five room place. You can go ahead and walk your tokens around the map. There is a master bedroom right off of the great room. That's where Scum Three was tossing about. <laughs> there is a room with two beds on the east side of the north wall, and then there's a room with one bed on the west side of the north wall. And then there's also a like a closet, a, a kind of like, more like a pantry area in the back that looks as though it had at one point been filled with, you know, kind of a survivalist's bunch of uh, food and water and so forth. All of that has been busted open and and eaten and gone through and wrecked. Mm. Everything else, everything around the, around the place is, you know, mucked up, dirty, filthy. These fish guys have obviously been tossing about in the bed, rolling around, sleeping there, uh, making messes everywhere they go. You really get a sense, though, of um, it doesn't feel to any of you like this was somebody's house. This feels to you like a house that was maybe staged for sale and then never nobody ever actually moved in. There is a noticeable lack of personal items. There are no pictures, there are no books, there are no specific pieces of art. Even these two bearskin rugs start to look a little, you know, as generic as something in this time would look. You know, somebody obviously had to craft them, but they don't feel special or unique in any way. This is like a safe house. That is the definitely the feel that you get. Dora, as you're sort of left amidst the scum, pondering Roni's thoughts about what the heck they were doing here, how they got in, you check out the front door. And you know, when you first arrived here, Roni found that the door was unlocked. And you follow that little hunch down to the keyhole there. And it looks, you see like the telltale markings of the lock me- mechanisms having been scraped and fuss around, fussed around with, with like somebody's lockpick kit. That a key was not used to get in here. Somebody busted in and then- Rooney uh, didn't give them access to this place. That is, that's, yeah, that certainly seems to be one interpretation of, mm-hmm. of what you're left with here. Uh, so it doesn't feel like a place that, that anybody ever really lived yet. Or if they did, they very specifically left no personal information behind them. What was the date of our admission to Briarstone? You were committed to Briarstone Asylum on the 15th of Lamashan. So 10 days after this house was... A little over a week after this house was purchased. And uh, no sign of trapdoors leading to some sort of basement getaway. No sign of, uh, of, of an attic space with any secrets hidden inside of it. Uh, it just seems like a very isolated and nondescript home. What about the scum themselves? Do they have anything on them? No, they all had tridents of various quality and make, uh, but no personal equipment, no jewelry, not even really any clothing. If you think this is important to try to get more information out of them. What do you all think? Well, if we're thinking that the Two of the main things we want to still do are go to the garrison, which I'm going to have to do at some point, and to the to Iris Hill. I don't know if I fancy doing either of those things without a full head of steam behind us. So not today. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But 
I don't know if there are other things we want to do. Uh, it's, we still have daylight, so I don't know. You could scout either of those places. Mm-hmm. Not approach, though. It's no guarantee against an encounter. I also got to drop off this blade. Why don't we go take care of that? Well, because we've got one scum that's going to wake up in an hour. So. <laughs> well, we'll kill the scum. <laughs> well, if we kill him, then we can't come back and ask him questions later. So we either ask him questions now, or we kill him and dump him in the water. So it sounds like you're not planning on deliberately walking into some sort of massive encounter draining, a uh, resource draining encounter. That is the plan. Not planning on it. That's will why it, will I use that happen? word. Yeah. Yeah. That's Could why it still I use that word. <laughs> Absolutely. So what does Dora think? Want to use that resource? Sure. I've got mage armor till 8 o'clock at night. You're, you're golden. Golden. <laughs> I've got a 16 armor class till then. It's huge. So we wake up. Similarly, we tie up, right? Yeah. We tie yeah, up yeah, yeah. and then wake up one of the scums, scum number five. Good old red shirt scum number five. Definitely not three. He didn't accomplish much in that fight. Left behind no legacy for anyone to sing his tale. But as you wake him up, of course, <laughs> gills flaring, mouth gnashing, uh, trying to break his bonds. Um, but uh, he seems enraged, shocked to be alive, and he's howling at you in this language that none of you speak. I cast Detect Thoughts. I'm guessing a five fails. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even with my new feet. All right, you get access to his horrible mind, which is right now, at this moment, just filled with rage and fury and a desire to eat your flesh, to sink its teeth into all of your faces and... Uh, destroy you for the shame it has you've brought upon him. When I say, do the voice. I'm not doing it. Do the voice. <laughs> no. Gotta do the voice. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who is Dega Botha? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> if I spoke Abeleth, I would do the voice, but I don't. So, as you begin that sentence, it's not registering any understanding, of course, but in the midst of what it perceives as gibberish, it does recognize some syllables to which it associates imagery. Yes. And you get the image of a scum that he considers to be his leader, this very, very tall, gangly scum with significantly more greenish, thicker, frog-like hide and these incredibly intense red bloodshot eyes. He seems to wear a coral blue headband around his head and seems to have objects of perhaps shamanistic type significance about him. He thinks of Degarbatha as the leader and is desperately as you're speaking gibberish to him and you plant you you incept him with the name of his <laughs> <Yes>. leader <laughs> as his giant fish frog eyes are 
scoping around the room, desperately looking, desperately looking for any possible way out of this situation. He's wondering to himself if he can possibly get out of here and let Degrabatha know what has happened. But he's very doubtful he'll be able to make it up to the keep, given the circumstances. What the what? And you do get an image of him approaching the keep from the lake as though he goes through some sort of underground waterway, Mm. underwater waterway, a very, very significant distance to surface in the basement of the keep. In a well. In the fucking keep, are they? I cut his throat. Rest in peace, Scum Five. Oh, we <laughs> Scum Five. We hardly knew ye. I want a Scum Five T-shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah, Roni has absolutely no no compunction about um, murdering them. Murdering them, and uh, literally, like, looks around. Is there anything like the the bed sheets and stuff that have Is already there been a destroyed anywhere? Um, he's just gonna roll them up and. Kind of gesture to grip and let's go dump him in the lake. Yeah. All right. This feels oddly familiar or something. Like yeah. a message to the other scum. I don't know. I feel like my muscles feel like they've dumped a body in this lake. Uh-huh. Actually, yeah, maybe uh-huh. not dump them in the lake. Maybe burn them in the fire. Just hide them in the cove. Yeah, hide them someplace where they're more in there. Where, where if something came looking for them. They're just not here. You could hide him in that cove where uh, maybe Roni used to keep a getaway rowboat. Right, but I'm thinking like if something came from the water, yeah, we want them to. We want we want anything that's <laughs> want coming from the water to not, not welcome here. Not would just be like they're just not there. Sure. Uh, this entire. I mean, you're at the end of a peninsula. You're completely surrounded by water on all sides except for where the hill with the copse of tree is. So there's there's there are like. 330 degrees of water approach. <laughs> and if you want to use, if you want to go back into the copse of trees there, you could certainly find some out of the way space. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if they were using the cove as a base, it might be a good place to hang at least one mutilated body as a warning. You shouldn't think of I, that survival <laughs> no. check of Johnny's was somewhere in the 20s. You shouldn't think of seeing traffic in this little cove as if by frequent use. Okay. They just happened to find it and probably smashed a boat or got Great. rid of it. <laughs> okay. Great. Okay. Well, never mind. Still, I would rather just have them be... Nowhere near. Yeah, nowhere near and so hidden. that if they come up and they're like, oh, they told them to go to this house. Yeah. They're just not here. Yeah. All right. Takes about a half hour to get, get to do that with the bodies. Ticking away on that mage armor. 4 p.m. now, Katie. <laughs> just dying to get a shot in at me at 8.01 p.m. Oh I know you are. 8.01, the hammer drops. <laughs> we can't wait. Do we want to go by the sleepless agency? Yes, I think you need to, yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's give her that sword back then. Or dagger, or whatever the fuck it was. Faith blade. Faith blade, right. Bring it back to the town map. And when's the last time we were at the sleepless building? Yesterday. Yesterday. Were we there? Okay, we reported about Jane and all of that already. Yes. But we haven't told them about the mouther. No. 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 But maybe that's nothing that, that just happened them. in the last hour. That maybe that's of no interest to them too. I don't know. 
Um, yeah. It's safe to go to Pier 19 now, I suppose. <laughs> People are dying to fish or something. Everybody give me perception is, checks, please. Is there anything, any kind of knowledge check to be made about the Great Harvest that sounds like a religious thing? Yes. Yeah, there is. Definitely. Um, and is there any any kind of, like, knowledge check to be made about the, that name? Dekobatha? No. Okay. No. But I'll take knowledge religion checks for sure. Okay. And perception checks from everybody. Let's start with the knowledge checks. <laughs> 17. Yeah, 16. For knowledge religion. Oh, my God. Perception check is ridiculous. Oh. Eight. <laughs> the fuck? 25. <laughs> Neither of you are totally sure on this, but I would say that it does ping, especially to Ray. He's not entirely sure it is language from, say, any of Haster's holy texts. But there's something about the idea of inherent in a harvest of collecting and bringing things home that that just, you know, tickles the back of his brain with this may be this may be Haster related language in a dogma uh, created by creatures of an entirely different culture. You know what I mean? Like creatures that live beneath the sea, they might have their entirely, their own different words for what Haster wants to do or how Haster wants to go about it or what they think of themselves as doing for Haster. Sure. But it, it's kind of, it slots into that spot in your brain for you. Hmm. What were those perception checks? Uh, Roni? 25. Oh, hey. Ray. Oh, we know. <laughs> uh, uh, Grip? 12. And Dora? Fifteen. Okay. So we're making our way back down Bridgeview Road. We take a right on Market Street, heading towards the Sleepless Building. And as we're approaching the Sleepless Building, now remember from last week that the town seemed even even more dead by day than it had seemed by day yesterday. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a low, drizzly rain beginning to fall now as you are in the 4 o'clock hour. Getting close to 450. God damn it, I feel so vulnerable. And the fog is pouring in. And as you're approaching the sleepless building, off to the right, to the southeast, Roni would guess probably about the distance of the new chapel away. Roni, you do pick up the sounds of uh, a fairly large number of people yelling, and hollering and making some, some some sort of commotion. This is about, you know, five-minute walk down the road there over another couple of bridges, but uh, you can pick it up through the through the fall of rain. There's something going on over there. A lot of people. Should we go and check it out? That sounds like us. <laughs> Let's go, gang. Inviting trouble wherever we go. Let's send Roni first. <laughs> so we hustled down Market Street... Uh, we passed the smokehouse where Grip and Ray stopped in yesterday to shake down an old lady. <laughs> I just got a fish. <laughs> yeah, but you... No, okay, yes. Technically, and, that's all that happened there. <laughs> and to protect the rights of the workers, those children. Yeah. You cross over one more bridge onto this island, uh, the other end of which contains the whaling house. This end has the, the new chapel, 
uh, the temple to Farazma that was relatively recently built. As, and as you passed yesterday, the doors were just wide open and it seemed to be completely unoccupied. The same thing is the case today. As you, and as you come over this, this bridge that leads right to the new chapel, there's a, a cluster of small buildings uh, across the street from the chapel. And there is a crowd of you know, 11 to 12 folks, mostly men, all pounding on the door and hollering and throwing rocks at the house, yelling, come on out, come on out, get out here, get out here, get out here, you can't hide from us, we know you did it, get out, smash, 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 smash. Very, very angry looking group of people. Are there any people watching the angry group of people? Like, not part of it, but gathered there because it's interesting? Mm. No, this looks like a group of people there who gathered a, a mob. up to come here. Yeah, yeah, that is exactly the vibe you get. Constable? <laughs> <laughs> well, what seems to be going on here, then? Okay, so coming down the bridge, uh, the constable's voice rings out, and everyone, you know, there's a, there's a brief second where some are still yelling, some are still hurling stuff, and then the crowd just <laughs> completely hushes down. They see you approaching, and one guy with his arm in a sling, a middle-aged dude with sort of natty, falling-out hair, steps up and he's, it's that artist. It's that artist. He's, he's doing, he's doing all the vandalism. He's, he's doing, he's making the mess on all the buildings. It's him. It's him. He's the one taking the kids, taking the people. And he got, you know, he got Emin yesterday. He got Emin. Emin. That's the owner of the stain. The barkeep owner. Right. So you're telling me that because someone has painted pictures on a wall, they are abducting children. Is that what you're saying? Look, he's not hes not from around here. You know that. You know that, sir. You know, the priest has hired him to make that mural inside the chapel. And she's gone. He's just in there by himself all day, everybody, every day. Nobody knows what he's doing. Nobody knows where he comes from. Nobody knows who his people are. And you're feeling, that's right. That's right. While he's talking to yeah. the mob, Dora is going to drift across the street to the chapel to see the mural in question. Okay. As this guy is going off at the mouth here about <laughs> that stuff, uh, Dora pokes her head and, and you can look easily through the open door of the chapel to a space that had previously been very austere. It's like a two-story nave that had had essentially no decoration to it. And you can see the beginnings of what looks to be a very, very gorgeously done oil painting style mural on the walls of what, it's only partially finished. The the iconography is pretty obvious. It looks as though it's going to be Farazma seated in judgment at the heart of the boneyard. But it's different materials, different style than the Completely different style, completely different materials. Doesn't look anything like the murals that you have seen so far. And, and so just so I, the priest's or priestess of Farazma from this temple is one of the people that's gone missing? Correct, yes. And what did, uh, what was the artist's connection to Oleman then? He hates us all. He's an outsider. He wants us all to die. Yeah, he wants us all to die. Somebody throws a stone at the house, and you see one of the shutters open up on the second floor, and this very lugubrious, disaffected, pompous half-elven dude with slick back 
black hair and beard and these kind of flat gray eyes pokes his head out opens the shutters and pokes his head out of the window on the second floor i've got art for him let me give you some art give us some art as the artist pokes his head out of his window <laughs> oh he's deep in contemplation and he he, he hollers down I am clearly not responsible for those artworks. These are an entirely different style of art, and those are not the materials that I use. And somebody, like, throws a, throws a stone at him, and he has to duck back inside. <laughs> Sense right. motive check? Sure, yeah. What'd you get? 21. Doesn't appear to be trying to pull anything off. That you were sensing that from, from the artist. If it yes. makes a difference. Yeah, you both you both get the sense that the guy is the show that he's putting on is that he's above it all. Right, but, but not that he's lying about what he just said. Got it. Uh, Grip turns to the crowd and says, "Look, I'll go talk to the fucker if you want, but the next person that throws a rock at that house is going to get a rock thrown at them by me." That's an intimidating yeah, check to do calm it. them down. Do it. <laughs> what is uh, what's Ray doing this whole time? Can Ray add this into add to this intimidation check? What's he been doing? He's been um, just observing all of this aggressive energy with these people, and he's kind of getting into where uh, Grip is going to be kind of muscling in and taking charge of this. I think Ray's interested in being a part of that. So you're looming on the edges, menacingly? Just looming on the edges, menacingly glaring. He's a scary-looking motherfucker. Being yeah. a scary motherfucker, knowing that I have somewhat of a reputation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. For fighting and for for violence. whatever for b- b- being a a jackass. Nice. Go ahead and give me a give me a diplomacy uh, an intimidate check. We'll see if you can aid here. What's Roni doing? Uh, I think that Roni is kind of like clocking the people in the crowd to see if if any of them are sort of like ringleaders or if they're, you know, if like one of them folds, if the rest of them are going to fold or if it's like there's four or five that need to be taken care of kind of thing. Give me a sense motive check. What'd you get there, Paul? I rolled a 10. Nice. So two plus two to Robert's check. With the plus two, it's a 20. Oh, hey, very good. And what do you get on your sense motive there? 30. Oh, nice. <laughs> you do get the strong sense that Mr. Man with the patchy hair and the arm in a sling is probably the ringleader here. And all that has to happen here is him to cave. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I tell why he might have his arm in a sling? Like, what, like, looking at him, like, I- I'm just wondering, like, why is this guy hurt and doing, like, th- it feels like there was something that pushed him to do this today. Hmm. And so I'm like, Mm. Why is he here right now? Is he legitimately worried about stuff? Is he trying to get out of something? Is he... Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't know his circumstances, obviously, but you don't get the sense that he's doing all this as some kind of weird front or something. You get, you get the sense that he feels passionately about what he's saying, that he seems to have decided... This guy, this outsider, this he's stupid just a xenophobe. Artist. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Great. Yes, and with that twenty intimidate check, so Mister Man is puffing his chest out as best he can, but uh, catching, you know, sliding his eye sideways towards Ray, sliding an eye up and up and up and up your towering frame. You see him 
pause for a second. There's just one, there's one dude, like one jackass off in the corner who's been throwing the rocks, right? He's got a rock in hand. He looks like he's about to throw it at, who knows? One of you, maybe. And as he sees Mr. Man with the sling deflate a little bit, that hand goes down. And you do see, you know, that sense of like, once every, once everybody loses that momentum of mob, they're all looking to each other, and they see everybody looking to each other, and then that that sweeping, rolling energy very quickly dies down, and uh, the guy's like, well, yeah, then talk to him! Make him stop! I mean, what are you... What are you doing? I'm the one that's standing here telling you to go the fuck home. Dora wants to send a message to just one of the people in the crowd uh-huh. that's just we really should go home <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the guy's sort of iron grip and you see you know one this is the rock dude right so the rock dude like suddenly looks around him, and he kind of gives an elbow to his buddy whispers something to him you see them kind of peel off to the south down towards the whaling house and you see people sort of just peeling away. Mr. Man with the sling tries to keep his dignity for a few seconds, <laughs> but as soon as as soon as like everything is sliding out of this situation here, he just gives you a grumble and you know, kind of runs his finger through his patchy hair and pulls out some in tufts and Whoa. brings his sling darm over the bridge and heads back into town. He brings his slinged arm. Yeah. Brings his slinged arm. He chooses not to leave it behind him, <laughs> but carries it with him. Oh. Well, should we go talk to this fucker then? Yes. All right, I'll bang on the door. Uh, after a few minutes, you're... Yes, just a minute. Just a is minute. It, is it comic book guy? No, I guess it kind of is, isn't it? <laughs> Worst episode ever. Uh, Ray, do you look at the painting? Yeah. Sure. Let me just detect magic in the mm. chapel, just in case anything weird is going on with sure, this guy. Sure. I'm sure he's not responsible for every ill that has befallen the town. So you're suggesting detect magic on the painting in the chapel, yes? Or you're know, just in the chapel in general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can do that. You open up your senses to those auras, and there is no magic in the temple aside from the fact that the space is consecrated to Farazma. So it is definitely, it has been made holy to Farazma. It would provide benefits towards turning undead and that sort of thing in the space, but you don't detect any other magical auras. And are you going to detect second? Yeah. Yeah, I figured you might. The space seems new enough. Like, it's obviously not brand new, like it was just made last week, but it does seem new enough as though it may no not attachments have been yeah made. not quite yet not quite yet like maybe, maybe even by the priestess, priestess just bailed <laughs> hard to say yeah but yeah that it, it it would probably feel a little strange to have a holy space feel that mm-hmm. um, kind of devoid of meaning yeah and it's, no, it's not devoid of meaning it's just nothing it's nothing's just, really yeah. popping yeah yeah hasn't but been it, filled yet yeah yeah uh, and eventually the the door opens and the artist the young half elf has has put himself into a into a robe a red silken robe which he's wrapping around himself 
as though it's kind of like a, a, a protective blanket. And he says, uh, well, that was very terrifying. I, I don't understand these people, and I understand that they hate me for who I am and what I do, but I don't think I deserve this. Thank you for helping me. Good day. Uh, hold on, just one one second, then. I, I... And he he is clearly not re- registering any recognition yeah. of you, sir. This is the constable of Thrushmore. I think you should probably answer a few questions just so we have an understanding of the situation. I'm sorry, madam. The constable's a woman. I have met her. Oh, really? Where is she now? Exactly. Yes. So. I pull out my badge. This fucking town. So, now you now you you understand. <laughs> so now you're the constable. Uh, listen, you boy, I've the- been the constable for uh, a long time, and then I wasn't for a few fucking days while some weird things were going on. That I don't have the time or energy to try to sit here and explain to you. You can listen to the back episodes, and they'll catch <laughs> up as to what happened. <laughs> now he nods knowingly. Yeah. Now then. I will listen to those episodes. Just, Knowledge planes. Just because <laughs> there are clearly bigger fish to fry. There are things going on in this town that I, for my own reasons, need to figure out what's going on. Mob action in the town square is not conducive to that. So just tell me, why do they think you're causing trouble? Tell me what's going on. Tell me what happened with the painting in the chapel. And if you ever saw the priestess there, that is no longer there. That's, I think that would cover it, yes. <sighs> Would you mind if I drink tea while we do this? I don't care what the fuck you drink. So come in, come in, come in. Y'all gonna enter his little house? Yes, and immediately begin detecting psychics. <laughs> so he brings you back into a, a small two-room studio. Like the ground floor of this place is a is a two-room studio space, just cluttered with canvases and art supplies, like all for oil paint, and partially completed paintings. And you also see some canvases set up on easels in various corners as though maybe he has uh, arranged for or begun to do sittings with certain people or was hoping to or planning to before everything went to shit. Uh, it is a it is an absolute chaotic mess and he, he gestures you to uh, uh, to a sofa in the, the sort of the second half of this studio space as he uh, runs upstairs to uh, make some tea. And leaving you there in the space, your eyes are are all fairly immediately drawn <laughs> to a series of four paintings. They're only partially done. Each of them is of one individual person in full figure. They're clearly standing in the same place, like the background continues from one picture to the next, but they're all separate images. Uh, the background is clearly a yellow city with bizarre and insane architecture. Mm-hmm. And none of these figures have faces. There's just a blank, empty space. And it is 100% clearly, obviously, a painting of each of you. So there's a giant, towering, faceless figure with sort of... So this is Matt Walquist's house. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. did, did we yeah. get our own Dorian Gray pictures? <laughs> Maybe so. But they are they are completely faceless. And as he comes back down with the tea and sees you 
looking at the paintings, he looks at the paintings and like his jaw actually drops. <laughs> oh. Well, hello. I've always been curious where artists get their ideas. What's your inspiration? Who are you? I mean, I know you're the constable, but what? What? I what? need my tea. And he brings the tea and he sets it down and he's kind of sh- shaking and trembling a little bit as he starts pouring out tea for- Who commissioned these paintings? No, I just made these myself. This was- What is our state of attire in these paintings? Mm, I'm picturing it's it's almost, it's almost like a silhouette shot, like you're being backlit up by the glow of the city. So it's more that we see shape. You would guess that you're in the equipment you first climbed out of the basement of Briarstone Asylum wearing. Uh, possible to say for sure, but that's that's the immediate guess you okay. get. And then he, he holds his tea and he wraps his robe around himself. I've been dreaming of you. I mean, I didn't know it was you. But he's, he's doing the, look at you, look at the painting, look at the painting, look at you. It's clearly you. When was the last time you dreamed of us? A few nights ago. But not since then? Not that I remember. How long ago did you paint these? Well, the dream started the day of the earthquake. <laughs> and I've been working on them, and I... No, like every time I woke up, the the face fell into the abyss of my mind, and I couldn't bring it forth. I couldn't bring it forth. I've I've been trying, and he he goes over to a a, a messy pile and he pulls up like dozens of pencil sketches of faces that bear no resemblance to any of you. But clearly he has been very, you know, very focusedly trying to create your faces. Have you shown these to anyone? I mean, people have seen them. I mean, not too many. I, you know, I'd hope to start earning some more commissions off of portraiture here. I, I had, I had sittings planned with the magistrate. Thank you very much. <laughs> but Where are you gone. from? I came here from Mendev. Ray is thinking to himself that if this artist knew the name Jamin Dor, he would probably have been able to paint our faces. There would have been some kind of connection. Mm-hmm. We'll and definitely he, ask him that out loud. <laughs> and he pushes that thought away. <laughs> By magistrate, do you mean... Lowell's. Oh, I've I've never met the no, count. No, no, I'm asking. I'm sorry. I'm asking. Johnny is asking. What What do you mean by magistrate? Sure. Like, what would that What does that word mean? Governance structure, running the county, is Count Lowell's. And then, the town of Thrushmore has essentially a mayor that they call a magistrate. That is a position appointed by Lowell's. So he basically, you know, he had the town mayor scheduling a 
uh, sit down with him. And the mayor is one of, this magistrate guy, is one of the first people, as, as, every time you've heard this story, he's clearly one of the first people who, who either left or disappeared. Got it. When you dream us, do you see our faces? I do, but I can't bring them. I can't bring them back. When did you come here? Oh, it's been several months now. What's your name? Oh, oh, I do know you. You look very different. Yes, you were the constable. <laughs> That's what I've been fucking saying. I've spent a very hard time. Sips What's tea. in his tea? <laughs> Does he seem at all as if he is drugged out? Or no, did, no, he does did not. He, he like seems like, like he's, he's having a hard time. Got it. And as you're sort of processing, as you process his story, he's not from around here. He's clearly f- focused on his work to the almost near exclusion of everything else. So uh, he he may run into you again in a week. And be, remember if you we weren't are. special in his dreams, be like, oh yeah, right, I remember you now. Uh, he, you know, he's given off a vibe of someone who's not paying too much attention to what's going on around him. And as you know, as you eye that, as you you know, you think about that mural that you saw inside the chapel there, Dora. Um, if he's only, if it's only taken a few months for him to do the amount of work he's done so far, he is. He doesn't have time to kidnap everybody in town. Right. Yeah. He's he's putting painstaking, a painstaking number of hours into this. Maybe he should leave. <laughs> Go back to Mendev. Save himself while he still can. Do I need to do something for you? Do you need to do something? Is this all about me? (laughs) I suppose that remains to be seen now, doesn't it? Everybody's the hero of their own story, right? Mm. He casts his eyes to the heavens. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when was the last time you saw the priestess from across the way? Oh, it's been several days. Four or five days, I don't remember. She's gone, they're all gone. It's only me now. I clean the place as best I can, and you know, I do my work. I keep the doors open so that people who wish to pray to Farazma can pray to Farazma. Nobody's really coming in there. It's just been me by myself. And I work from when I wake up to when I go to sleep. And then I come and work more. Have you been paid? I was paid a little up front. You're sticking around for the rest of your commission then, I assume. Well, that's what kept me here until... A mob came to your door. Well, I... Look, I don't know what's going on on the roads out there. There's no... There's no authority here in town. I'm willing to bet that bandits are out in the roads. I mean, the highway to Rosenport is not safe normally anyways. I'm not going to risk it. Are you shaking me down? No, my friend, if we were shaking you down, you would be shook down. I think we'd rather not see you carted off in the middle of the night to a mob of people with pitchforks and torches. So perhaps for your own safety, you may want to relocate. I appreciate that. Where, where, where would I go? The boat? Boat. 
Look, look, wait, look, just wait, 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 wait. I have some extra rooms upstairs. You could stay here and protect me. He seems very excited about this idea. We're very busy. Um, <laughs> many, many other things to see, too. So you've not been to the tavern at all? You've not been to the strain? You don't know anything about the disappearance of the barkeep at the stain? Oh, they were hollering that he's gone now. Yeah. But that's the first you heard of it, you're saying? Yes. Do you, have you frequented the stain? No. Mm-hmm. He seems a little proud of that. <laughs> while, while this conversation is going on, yeah. uh, uh, Roni pulls Dora aside and asks, "Do you uh, do those paintings give off any any uh, your vibes?" Yeah, yeah. She opens herself to psychic significance and does a turn around the room. I think every single yeah, he's, he's thing really in this his... clutter is wildly important to him. Yeah. Obviously, these four paintings would give off uh, a very intense amount of light and heat to you, but you, you are, you're in the space of someone to whom everything he creates is incredibly precious, yeah. incredibly precious and dear to him. He's an artist. Roni is then going to kind of drift over to, uh, <laughs> to his, good, his good friend Ray mm-hmm. and uh, go, hey, uh, Ray, uh, those paintings give off um, <laughs> kind of Asking for a strange vibe. Pardon my friend here and I, as Ray, I Ray has detect to, magic on yeah. everything in the room. That's obvious. That's an so, obvious you know, thing. It it's, has verbal and somatic components, I assume, or at least one or the other. Mm-hmm. Did we catch your name, sir? Lelwyn. Lelwyn. <laughs> Lowen, do you use magic in your in your artistry? Says the kid with the rotting face, <laughs> smiling. Uh, no, no. All of my inspiration comes from my soul. <laughs> I don't doubt it. And your dreams. Yes, in my dreams. I would do like. You have any, I'm sorry. Do you have any other paintings that you came from your dreams during the last couple of weeks? No, but I've often felt that I'm very sensitive. And they may start again. Would you mind if I check these paintings to see if they have any magical qualities to them? Oh, be my guest. Detect magic. Uh, The paintings don't, but there is a very fine red silk sack in a corner, kind of in a heap of stuff, that is giving off a... uh, a fairly powerful, moderate aura of conjuration. That's about the only thing of magic that you pick up in this space. What's that? <laughs> Running man points a single icy finger. <laughs> Skin sloughing off the digit. That's my travel bag given to me by my grandmother. Do you know that it has magical qualities? Do I? <laughs> All of this came in the bag. Clearly a bag of holding. We'll come back for that after he's dead. <laughs> wow. Once he disappears. Oh my gosh. Wow, that's, uh, that's a... Oh, don't tell me about. you weren't thinking it. I could do a bunch of spellcraft checks on it. Roni is... is. Oh, hang on. 
It's an interesting roll. He looks around, and it's probably Roni who's going to clock this. Like, his face goes from kind of very wrapped up in his own stuff to tracing Ray's icy finger pointing to the the bag and then as he talks about it clocking all of your faces and he says do I have to give you the bag now? No, you don't have to give us your bag. I don't think does he? We're not here to shake you down, sir, but it would be irresponsible of us to leave you unattended as we go about our business. Surely the mob will whip themselves up again. I'm concerned about you. If you have the means to leave, I think you should. Roni, again, is going to pull Dora to the side. Just one moment. (laughs) I'll make myself some more tea. Do you all think that there's any chance that he could somehow be connected in the same way that uh, Zandalus? That, that there's something inside of him that connects to this world that allows him. The uh, paintings that he's done of us in the Yellow City, do they resemble the murals in style and tone? They do not. Mm-hmm. But as you, as you open this, this line of thought, it was the Tatterman's haunting that brought you all yeah. to this vision of Carcosa that began the campaign. As you reflect back on all of the people in the chapel as they were discussing the the weeks leading up to the the earthquake and the events there, they were all dreaming of this city as well. Yeah. It's giving you a little ring like something's something's haunting this guy. Yeah. That exactly. that's, that's what I'm trying yeah. to get to that, that Exactly. That that maybe he's not necessarily responsible for the painting on paintings on the wall, but, some other but the part thing that is. is connected to him is responsible for the paintings on the wall. Yep. So and detect that when thoughts he wouldn't help us sleeps, figure that out. <laughs> this thing comes out. Uh-huh. So that is that is what that is what Roni is wondering yeah. about. So yeah. Dora will send you a message, Roni, saying we could take him up on his offer to stay the night here and keep an eye on him. See what happens. What do you all think? Yeah, I suppose that's worth a shot. Yes. All right. Sir. Yes. We'll take those rooms. Oh. Oh, well, I, I have to tidy them, but... No, that's, that's all right. That's great. And you're, you're going to stay here until all of this is over then? We're going to stay here tonight, at least. Oh. Oh. But you should be thinking about other arrangements. Well, all right. All right. Yes. Yes. Let me finish up my work over at the the temple. I'll get things cleaned up, and and uh, when we all lock up for the night, I'll lock you in here with me. Rorschach <laughs> all of a sudden. This is literally like a haunted house <laughs> story that we're entering ourselves yeah, into here. We're locking ourselves in. We do have an errand to run. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I have I have to get now. He seems. Excited. Yeah, it's totally energized. There's a, yeah, there, there may be a little certain manic uh, thing about him as he's now like, oh, well, I have to, oh, oh, why am I wasting my time with tea? I have to get back to work at the, at the temple. I'll have all the, everything cleaned up and, and we'll, we'll make a go of it. Dora <laughs> wants Roni to look at that tea after he goes. Sure, sure. So he hustles upstairs to get 
dressed for work. Little so, alchemy check. Yeah. Yeah. It's just tea. It's tea. Don't worry about it. Okay. Just making an awfully big deal about it. Yeah. And I have PTSD from that other campaign where the artist <laughs> kind of was this insane necromancer guy who sucked us all into other worlds in his paintings. So we're saying that we're going to stay the night to protect him. But mm-hmm. before we do that, we're going to leave. We're going to run over to the sleepless agency and. But it's, it's, it's less to protect him from the mob and yeah. more to see if something happens at night when he sleeps. Well, yes, yeah. but as far as he's concerned, we're here to protect him. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just here. not for the next half hour. Right. Yeah. And as you look out, you know, as you, you look out the front windows, you know, the, the, the mob has cleared off. Okay. You did successfully drive them off for now. Uh, if, they're, if they're on their way back that quickly, yeah. they're not that scared of you. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably... Uh, let Captain Skywind Freeling know, too, that we might not be at the boat tonight. Mm-hmm. So kind of run around and do some errands. Yeah, drop some stuff off. Yeah. Pass some messages. Yeah. You can pass by the sleepless agency where you do find the front door kind of cracked open. Knock on it very quietly. Inside, you hear the sound of glasses being set on a table, and you hear a... Yeah, come in. Come in. This is probably the one guy you didn't talk to last time, uh, the first time that you were here. His name is Allard. So he says to come in, and you, you open the door, and you see Allard and Shevin and... Lucky Jocelyn and Meg sitting at their desks, all of them with shot glasses in front of them and a nearly empty bottle of whiskey that they've clearly been passing around. They've all been drinking and the mood is morose drunk. No, nobody's like falling over, but the, the vibe here is not celebration. You can see Annie off sitting at her desk sort of sulking underneath her hat. And Allard's like, uh, Hey, mate. Um, they got Cassadia. And that's the end of chapter 47. We'll pick up there next time. Dun, dun, dun. It's like it's a mystery. <laughs> Dark Nexus is a creation of Plug and Hum Productions. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. And for more information about Paizo and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Opening and closing themes along with additional music composed by Rob Kozlarik. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. WTPK. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Two tags. Season good. two tag. <laughs>